this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. Good morning and welcome to Top Quality Faith Ministries. <laughs> We have a bunch of people in the background that's enjoying uh, their time of fellowship together. So that's what you guys heard coming into the call. But I really wanted to take a uh, minute of your day just to share some things that God literally uh, brought to my attention. And I hope what, what I'm sharing will resonate on the inside of you and cause you to basically come into a place of understanding as well. So simple as this i'll start with prayer holy spirit you're always so awesome and you cause us to see ourselves in a way that we never would even begin to look upon ourselves so even as i share the message lord i ask that each and every one that is listening or will listen to this message may be able to see themselves and even as they see themselves, that they offer themselves grace. Recognizing that you're the craftsman. And that you are molding us and shaping us into your image. And our own image will cease to exist as we surrender all to you. Lord, I thank you now, even as the word go forward. In Christ Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 And so, I love certain Bible stories, and, um, you know, I love the fact that, you know, um, I have the opportunity to, you know, truly, truly uh, listen to uh, certain uh, stories when it comes to the gospel. You know, I love the thought that, you know, uh, they have taken the gospel and actually put it on a TV or a movie form that I can sit back and whoever I decide I want to get an understanding of, uh, even though it's scriptures coming to life, I have the opportunity of actually truly seeing the word itself and the word itself, the way they present it uh, in some of these uh, motion pictures, I can truly say uh, in some situation I have found it just being easy just to watch it. And a lot of times I take my time and I will just turn on the Bible at night. But it is the actual Bible when there's action and people going on in the background. And this information is housed on Netflix and a host of other channels to whereby you can just watch the Bible. And it's in most cases word for word. And you can fall asleep on it and then you still find yourself waking up in certain parts that really stands out to you wakes you up and you really begin to enjoy Christ. So that uh, I'll say that. So as I was watching uh, the story of Peter, you know, uh, 
there was so much that was going on in Peter's life that it made me stop for a minute and take a look. And I wanted to just walk in some of the places that Peter walked in and try to get an understanding of who this gentleman was. And really to gain an understanding of this gentleman, because you hear people talk about uh, Peter in so many ways and they identify with Peter uh, in so many aspects of their relationship with Christ. And uh, I, I look at Peter and I'm, I'm looking at us. And I'm looking at Peter from a viewpoint of, I think sometimes we all walk, and when I say we all walk, we walk in these places, and sometimes we just really consider ourselves these big Bible scholars, and uh, and we get so excited about the wisdom and the knowledge we have, and that we overstep the wisdom that's on the inside of us and causes us to tumble and fall, and then we stop to look at ourselves in a way to whereby we're like, oh, how could I have failed? How could I have fallen short with all the knowledge and wisdom that we have on the inside? But Peter is, I say, a opportunity for us to recognize that we will never out, uh, how would I say, Succeed the knowledge of Christ, that we're always in that position to where we're learning every day. We don't have it all, and it's okay to be in that position where you don't have it all and you don't know it all. And, you know, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to fall short. But uh, one thing I can truly say that God is a loving God and a God that loves us despite what we're going through, and He sees it. As he sees to it that we actually get to the place that we're supposed to be in. And so I love watching or actually listening to or reading uh, uh, the story of Peter because it really, really speaks to me in many areas of my own life to whereby, you know, where I think I had it, I think I know it all, and uh, <laughs> the opportunity to re-sync the relationship that I have with Christ. So let's take a journey uh, through Peter's life, and I'm going to stop as the Holy Spirit gives me insight into some of the things I wish to share with you guys in order to drive this message home. So I'm going to go ahead and have Jamila read what I sent her. Yes. It says, Jesus called Peter. First, in John 1, after Andrew tells Simon that they have found the Messiah, Jesus sees Simon and renames him Peter. Let me stop it right rock. there. So, so this is us. <laughs> we get the call of Christ. And I don't know if you guys ever experienced, such as Peter, the love of God to whereby as you're called into the body of Christ, what happens is a lot of times people will come and they will speak words over you, okay? And in certain situations, I, I love how they spoke the rock over Peter. So imagine Peter being called the rock like, oh my God, I am the rock. He sees me as the rock. And so he's living up here as he's among his brothers. And so many times we find ourselves living in this place when God speaks something great about us and 
And we just begin to walk, I, I truly say walk on that word and we begin to just see ourselves as these invincible people that we can't fall short of whatever because he said this about me. And I think that's where the start of Peter, <laughs> beginning of his fall, because you're the rock. And so when you begin to stop and hear you're the rock, imagine Christ saying you're the rock. But I think when the first time I heard Christ, and I remember really, really hearing Christ, he said to me, you're my mouthpiece. And I kind of stopped and I was like, whoa, I'm a mouthpiece. Didn't know what that was, but it was just something that was said to me that I never heard before. And it really excited me. And I kind of thought that that was the greatest thing of all. And I remember people telling me what their call was. And, and I would say, but I'm a mouthpiece, okay? As if that was something great. But not realizing that even in that, I was going to be challenged with the gift that was given to me. Okay, so uh, Peter being called the rock. Okay, let's go a little bit further. Simon Peter is called again in Luke 5. There Jesus tells him to become a fisher of men. Then Peter took a risk. He went walking on the water. In order to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. Peter went up the mountain and experienced the incredible event of Jesus' transfiguration. It was a rich and privileged moment. Peter said that Jesus was the Christ, the Messiah, and the one that they had been waiting for. Then almost in the same breath, Peter steps in front of Jesus and tells him he can't die. Then on the night Jesus was betrayed, Peter's mouth opened again. Oh, did it open. Peter denied knowing Jesus, not once, not twice, but three times. And so when you stop and you begin to look at Peter, you got to basically look at ourselves. And, you know, we all said in probably the beginning that, Lord, I would never deny you. I would never, ever speak wrongly of our relationship or whatever. You are this or you are that. But we find ourselves in that same position. And as I began to look at these particular scriptures, because I had a host of scriptures, so the first one, as I began to walk through John, through John 1, I mean, it's a beautiful uh, relationship where you start with John 1, if I can have John 1.42, if you can go ahead and read that. John 1.42 says, And he brought him to Jesus, and when Jesus... Sorry. Beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Kepha, which is by interpretation a stone. Okay. And, and, and if you really look at that, that means he's hard. <laughs> you can't move him out of position. Okay. He's something that, and how would I say it, what he would have understood. I am solid in my learning. Do you guys get it? Mm -hmm. He's solid in his learning. So let's move a little bit further. So he's now solid, okay? And then Luke 5, 1, uh, verses 1 through 10. What do we go from there? Luke 5, verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon 
word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answered, answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night, and have take, taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. So in this particular situation, he's telling Christ, Wait a minute, I've already been through this process. And I think a lot of times we come from that same perspective, like, Lord, I've already been through that process. I already know, okay? Uh, and so by doing this, nothing's going to happen. But yet he's following the word and he's surprised by the outcome of what was spoken to him. And so at this particular point in his life, and I think if you stop for a moment, God comes into places where he really astonishes us by causing us to see things his way and not our way. And so as the Lord was showing me this particular passage, he was literally trying to get me to understand that even though I may have wisdom in certain areas, but his wisdom will always <laughs> trump minds. I'll say it that way. And so let's move on to the next one. And next one is Matthew 14, 22 through 33. Let's see what that one shows. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshiped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. And so I have to make you laugh here because the Lord was showing me in this particular area is where we get that faith. You know how we get that faith and that faith that, that really says, Okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you with this and I'm going to move forward in the things that you call for. And we see things going exactly how it's supposed to, but then all of a sudden out of nowhere, we don't. We get into that place and we start second guessing what we literally see before us. And 
we tend to pull away from Christ. And so he even was showing me how in many situations, our belief system change as we begin to look at what's in our own self instead of looking at what's in him. And so let's take it a little bit further because he took me through another. I'm just walking through some of the things that the Lord was showing me, you know, having that high idea of ourselves after God speaks into us, because that was the first one. The second one was really, really, not really standing on what we truly believe to be what God says. And having a little power and moving into a place where we truly, truly think we got it. And then even in that place, we recognize that we don't. Let's go a little bit further. Matthew 16, 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. <laughs> you guys have to crack up because this is a place where you get to a place where you just say, I just know it's Christ. And I know he is Lord, despite all the stuff that I'm going through. The Lord is Lord. It's a place within your relationship. You just come and you just say, okay, I know he's real. I know he's alive. And nobody can talk me out of it. Take it further. Matthew 17, verses 1 through 9. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as light, as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, talking with them, with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the, the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man, until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. And in this particular situation, they experienced, um, Peter experienced Christ in a whole different area. And I think all of us have had an opportunity at some point in time where God has given us a vision or wisdom or even some type of revelation that causes us to experience him in a way like never before. Let's go to the next one. Matthew 26, verses 69 through 75. Sorry, it's still turning. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's Matthew 26, 69 to 75. 
Okay, found it. <laughs> now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him, and said unto him that were there, them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him they that stood by, and said to Peter, Surely thou, art, thou also art one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him before the cock crow, Thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. And so the Lord was even showing me here to whereby, you know, there's going to be times in our lives where we're not going to stand on him and we're going to have challenges and we're going to deny who he is. And such as what Peter experienced, um, these are some of the experiences that we will have to go forth in our life as well. And so um, let's go on to the next one and we're soon to wrap up because we only have a few more. John chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she runneth, and cometh to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple which, whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went, in, went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulchre, and seeth the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then he went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. And I think, did I get all of them? Two more. Okay, if we can do the last two. Matthew 28, verse 10. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. John chapter 21, verse 3. Turning, turning. <laughs> 
I just really like paper Bibles. <laughs> it says, Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. Right. And so I was pulling out every piece that I could possibly think of um, when it came to Simon Peter. And what the Lord was basically showing me um, that the times that he denied, uh, Peter literally was in that position to whereby, how would I say it? The confidence had changed. And I think many of us go through areas within our lives where we have the strong faith and confidence in God. And then we get to these places where we feel like our confidence is shaken. But one thing I can truly say that the Lord was showing me today uh, is really his love. And he was reminding me of how important for me to understand the love he has for me. Despite the ups and downs that I go through as I'm walking this walk. So as he began to have me to look at Peter, I want to make sure that I say what he said to me. He said he literally was calling off like saying to me that these things will happen and will continue throughout your journey to happen to you. There will be times where you will be so overwhelmed by my presence. And then there will be times to whereby you can't even find me in your relationship with me. There will be times where you will have total faith and power to move forward in the things in which I have called for you to do. And then there will be times where you will lose hope and everything that I have poured in you, you will find that it will not work for you. But yet I'm still here, I'm still on the throne, I'm still your Lord, I'm still moving forward, and I shall see to it that you make it through. I don't want you to ever think that you're already equipped with everything that you need. I want you to understand that it is a process, and this process that I am maturing you in me. He says, stop for a moment. I'm maturing you and me. He says, I don't want you to be in that place that you're thinking you arrived. He said, your arrival starts when you come home. But while you're here, you're on a journey with me. And, and it literally showed me on that journey, we got to put on our seatbelts, we got to lock in really tight, and we have to make absolutely sure, you know, like one of the, I'll say roller coasters, I don't like roller coasters, so as one of the roller coasters, you're going to go up and down, sideways, back, and whatever, if you want a nice roller coaster rider, you know exactly what I'm talking about, there will be times where you're holding your hands up, there will be times when you're screaming at the top of your lungs, and there's times where you're just so afraid, and you're clinging and holding on for your dear life, but to it all, when that roller coaster stopped, 
and you get off the ride. You look at more of the excitement. You don't look at all the screaming and hollering and all the stuff that you were afraid of. Yeah. You just happy you made it through and you <laughs> act like if nobody seen you screaming and hollering, you act like everything was beautiful. Right. And then when they say, hey, want to go again? The first thing you say is, uh-uh, uh-uh, let's try another ride, okay? But the Lord was literally showing me in that particular example that there's going to be bumps and there's going to be curves and there's going to be times where you feel like you want to throw up your hand, you want to fall out, you want to do all these other things. And he's literally assuring you that he's going to see you through. Not only is it that he's going to see you through, but he's going to meet you in every area where you're challenged. And he doesn't hold these things against you. So as he began to walk me through Peter, you know, I always stop and say, oh, my God, he denied you. Oh, my God, he, he just literally told you to be quiet that what you was going to experience, death was not so, and all this other stuff. And I have done that in so many areas of my life to whereby, and I can't necessarily say I have, we have. Let's go ahead and say we have done that. And we have done it to the extent to whereby we have gotten knocked out, dragged out, upset with God because we didn't get something or something didn't go our way or we even extended ourselves in that place of faith just like Peter to whereby we say, okay, Lord, I know you can do this. I know you can do it. And we step out in that great faith and then all of a sudden something on the inside of us pulls us back, makes us second guess ourselves, and then we're sitting back and Everything that we intended to do for God ceases. We bend Peter on the side to whereby we're crying because we denied him and, and we never intended to deny him, but something on the inside of us caused us to move into a place of fear. And so we question our relationship and we literally, in some way or another, have literally said, okay, not today, Lord. And in that quiet place, we have come back and we ran to that tomb and we ran to a place to whereby we're in that place saying, Lord, please, I didn't mean what I had to say. Please accept me and cling to me as much as I'm seeking to cling to you. So uh, we've all been there. But as I began to look at all of these things, what he said to me, We think we understand our Lord and his works until something changes in our lives. That's God's way of assuring you that he's in control yeah. and we're not. Uh -huh. And that he has us. And even though we think we have ourselves in him, he's literally trying to say, hey, I'm ruling and reigning. And I got you, and I know exactly what you need, and I know exactly what I need to do for you. All I'm asking you, and he says this to me, all I'm asking you is that you're hanging in there and that your faith continues to grow as a result of the experiences you're having in me. I don't want you to give up when the pressure is really hard 
or when things just doesn't seem like it's going your way. I want you to continue to cry out to me and I assure you that I'm going to meet you every step of the way. Yes. He said, my love for you is so great that I won't leave you in any place that I did not intend for you to walk. And then he shows me in the spirit. There's times where he's just behind us. You know how somebody just behind you, pushing you, saying, hurry up, hurry up, walk up. Come on, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. There's times where he's there pushing you along. There's sometimes he's there holding you. There's sometimes he allows you to run ahead of him. He said, but no matter what, He's always there looking after you. And so what he wanted me to make sure that I say, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't believe in Valentine's Day, but he says to me to say to you that I am the love. Amen. And for each one of you who was looking for something special today, he said, embrace me because I'm everything you need. So he's your balloons, he's your candy, okay? He's the dude on the other side or the woman on the other side of whatever the case may be that you're lacking. He's literally saying, I'm here. And, and, and I'm here, just cry out to me. And so as I begin to look at this particular scripture, uh, one thing I would truly say that I want to point out, Peter had a lot of confidence. A lot of confidence. You know, you're the Christ. I'm the rock. You know, and a host of things. You're not going to die. You know, all the things that he just blurted out of his mouth in total confidence. But then when he felt short, his confidence was weakened. And one thing I love about that that God showed me in this particular area he says, and that's when I begin to lead. Do you get it? That's when I begin to lead. He said, when he recognized that he was no longer in control, he says, that's when he recognized the need to hand everything over to me. He said, you know why he ran to the tomb? Because he was looking for me to lead him. Because he had reached the end of himself. And so every time we fall short in these places, we look for God to re lead us. And so that's why we're constantly running back to him and constantly looking to him because we recognize that we can't do it on our own. So it's okay to have these days that you feel like you're the rock. There's okay where you feel like you can tell God what you want, but there's always going to be that time where you're going to run back to him because you recognize that you can't lead. Mm -hmm. And in that place where you can't lead, you surrender your all. And that's what God is basically saying. As you look at Peter, look at me, and look at yourself and recognize that you're not failing. You're gaining ground. You're blessed in a blessing. And I know that you will always choose me. Did you get it? You'll always choose me. So despite all this stuff that you're going through, you'll always choose me. Thank God. And so if you really look at it, Peter 
went from what he thought was great to sand because when a rock is crushed, it becomes sand. And then when he became that sand, God was able to use him. And so every time you come to that place where you're broken and you're unable to stand, know that God is saying, hey, I can use you. Hey, hey, you're pliable now. It's okay. And instead of us looking at ourselves and saying, oh, God, I failed you. He's saying, no, it's okay. He said, now I can shape and mold you into what I need you to be. And in that place where you're constantly missing it, <laughs> celebrate. He said, in that place where you're constantly crying out, he said, celebrate. He said, because these are the times where I know that I'm working through you. Get it? I'm working through you. And so this message that he was telling me today, he was like, and I have a difficult time saying it because he keeps saying to me, happy Valentine's Day to you, daughter. And I keep saying, no, Lord, this is not a day to celebrate. But he said, but this is what I want to say to you. Happy Valentine's Day to you. And, and, and I am so pleased that you have come into a place that you're loving on me. And so I want to say to you this day how much I love you. And he says, and I love you. And you know how you get them little cards that says, I love you because of this or whatever. I love you because of that. And I just seen the Lord with his own prescribed card to us. <laughs> and he says to me, I love you because you're beautifully made in my image. And, and then he, he shows in there like a heart. You know how you get them little kitty cards. You are my heart. And he just shows me and us being his heart. Aww. And then I see the heart beating. <laughs> right? <laughs> and in that place, he's just really trying to get you to understand. I love you. You know, I always look at this day and say, oh, I'm not going to celebrate him because of the pagan stuff behind it. But then the Lord said, I don't want you to focus on the pagan things. I want you to focus on what is really about expressing love. Mm -hmm. And I choose to express my love to you today to let you know how much I love you. He's not just talking to me. He's talking to you. And he's literally trying to get you to see today. I love you. And, 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 and receive it. Don't let the love float in the air. Take it in. <laughs> accept it. I mean, really accept it. I love you. And he says, and I love that the fact that you are a part of me. Thank you. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you today. Be blessed in him. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're that person receiving for the first time, I just really ask that you embrace his love. <laughs> Especially where you're at. We're not striving for perfection, but we're just striving to make it to, through. And in that place that we make it through, he's helping us. So I thank him for his love.
And, and, and one thing I want to say before I close with Peter, he never went back to Peter and said, dude, yeah, I seen you on the altar court in that place <laughs> of denial. I seen you holding your head down. I looked directly at you when you tried to look the other way. He never said that to Peter. <laughs> but instead, he went to Peter and he assured his love. Yes. He said it to him three times to ensure. So he took the three words that Peter said, I do not know the man, and turned it into three words of love. It's like, hey, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? He said three times. So he canceled out the words in which Peter had said by basically assuring him that he knew he loved him. And so that's what God does. His love cancels out. Get it? All that stuff that we do. And we be sitting up here like, ooh, I'm getting the kingdom as a result of the stuff I did yesterday or a few minutes ago. You know? And, and he said, no, my love cancels that out. So I don't have to be sitting in this place every time I fall short trying to figure out, am I still kingdom bound? Oh, I messed up so bad that I don't think heaven would even look in my direction. And God is saying, I'm still looking. What he's literally saying that you can't mess up. To kick yourself out of the kingdom. And that's what I love about him. And so on this day, embrace his love. So, you know, the little hard candy that you get in the little pink and white box and you put, put, you eat them, you know, they orange. I don't like the orange because they got a funny taste, but I like the pink and the green and all the other colors. But God was showing each one of them has a little message on them. And he says, and even as you begin to read these little messages, because some of you guys will have hard candy, he said, just remember how much I love you. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you today. Praise be to God. Be blessed in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.